Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast with three brothers trying to figure everything out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, are you a finch? Hold on. Hello. Hello. Hey, Brandon, how's the rain down there? Uh, rainy. Holy cow. Man, let me tell you, <laughs> we had all the rain. Uh, conveniently, yesterday, we were covering floods in science and flash flooding. And then, lo and behold, yesterday afternoon, uh, flash flood warning. <laughs> so I was like, all right, on the lookout for this contextual science. Uh, and then today, uh, Roaring River is completely underwater. Uh, so we <laughs> that was scary. They were sending that. They were passing that footage around the the department of like, look how fast water rises. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hello. It took me a minute. Susan showed me a Facebook video a little while ago, and it took me a good long while to figure out what exactly, like where exactly I was looking in the park because it was just so much water. I had to be like, oh, where am I? Oh, <laughs> it's very unrecognizable. There was so much. So all the trout are now freed. Uh, they're <laughs> Wee. Uh, so I hope it didn't like flood into the. I probably didn't the the uh, the pins are up high enough. Well, that's what we couldn't I tell think. from the video. Is, is we, we, I couldn't either because I saw the video. The video that I saw was further downstream in the park, sure. so below the waterfall. Yeah. The, the second waterfall, I think. So they were far. It was further down. So I, I don't think it was up by the, the the tree pins. But I could. I don't know. So, that would be bad. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well. Plus, you know, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, we 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 couldn't tell from the, some of the videos of of how high it got, and I don't think they reported out yet. Um, at least from the of the hatchery side of things what the damage is they probably won't know until this rate oh no not till that water goes down some yeah but yeah it's like oh my gosh so yeah what i what i think i was looking at was farther down close to the bridge by the highway uh somewhere between the bridge like i think it was that first big parking lot when you go down there and you turn uh, left to go up towards the hatchery but there's that low parking lot down there, kind of on the right side, um, close to the river where all the fishermen park. But before you get to the old, where you have to buy all the licenses and stuff, the license building, uh, I think that's what I was looking at. So that's pretty far downhill from the trout pins. And they're up at, at the very top, up by the spring. Right. So that's up quite a hill. Yeah, it's a bit. So I think... Uh, my guess is they're probably okay. Yeah, that's probably why they built them up on top of a hill. I had to imagine. <laughs> so well, they, and they this didn't, didn't happen. <laughs> route the spring water too far away. They're just yeah, like, it's right there by the spring. It just goes like, So yes, but uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's like oh dang, 
They were all like, uh, Mr. Funkhauser, you were just talking about flooding and it's flooding. Did you have anything to do with that? I was like, no, 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 I don't have that. Why would you think that? I, I do not have power. Uh, so I did. <laughs> but our, our little turnaround don't drown talk was, uh, very applicable yesterday. So. Ta da. Ta da. Aaron, are you? Are there? Is it floating away in Oklahoma, or is it just uh, here? That, that's like... No, it, it was pretty. It was pretty floodsy most of the day. Um, the, there's been some pictures people have sent, like from other counties, of like, oh, mm. you know, careful of this area. Like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. And I'm just like flood, and no, no more, you know, buildings. And I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely should avoid those areas. So it from from here at least it's been um, I mean it's it's been drizzy and miserable and wet like all day here. So um, <clears throat> I haven't left, but apparently all the roads in or around Tulsa have been pretty meh. Mm. Yeah, the, it I guess, I don't know when it started raining here. I I don't think it was raining when I went to bed at like eleven something last night. Uh, but this morning when I woke up, it was definitely raining, like pretty good. And when I was at school first hour, uh, so like eight o'clock, I was looking at the weather channel. And it's like, oh, it's already rained almost two inches. I was like, uh, hold on. <laughs> what? So sometime between like past midnight, probably and uh, eight o'clock in the morning, it had rained two inches down here, which is definitely bad. Uh, it's so dark outside this morning that like. I could like it was black outside my classroom windows until sometime after nine o'clock. <laughs> it was so cloudy and, and so much pain was happening. Like it was black out though. That was really weird. I <laughs> I turned the lights off to see a slide for a second. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> nah, yikes. So I had. To, <laughs> so yeah, it was a. Uh, a lot of excitement today. Seems to have happened for now. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it slowed down for a bit. Yeah, Rowan River cannot take anymore. So hopefully it uh, no. stops for a while. But yeah. So I survived that. But <laughs> how are you? Oh. We are we are well. We had a a good day today. Lillian completed a <clears throat> a, a, a tight turn in the driveway on her bike with no training wheels on. So she's very proud of herself. Hey, um, hey. Noah's getting like stronger. foot down, like motocross, like <laughs> or like <laughs> not quite. But, oh, okay, um, that's that's next week. Next, yeah, next week. But on Monday we we're out on bikes as well. And, you know, it was the first time that I have seen this kind of determination in her where she was trying to make this turn. I mean, it was really tight turn. Um, she can do a, a big wide turn just fine, but this was kind of a tight, like uh hairpin turn back around, right. Immediately go back in the opposite direction in our driveway and try and little chicane action. Yeah. Chicane action. And, uh, 
she kept trying and trying and falling and falling and falling. And she kept saying that I just want to do it one more time. I just want to do it one more time. I just want to do it one more time. Uh, and it was like seven twenty at night and we go to bed at seven thirty. So it was like, honey, like we have to be done. And she got, she was angry at me because she couldn't keep working on it to, to, to meet her goal. And, and she actually said that she's like, daddy, oh, daddy. wow for not letting me do in it and was like then she was upset at herself that she couldn't do it like she had the heart and her mind was there of this is what i want to do but she didn't have the ability just yet and she was really frustrated at her so we have to have a <laughs> we, we have to have a long talk about about that that's okay right that that's part of learning something new we're not always the best at it immediately when we try something that that we need to practice and we need to hone our skills and that sometimes we might find things that we're not ever going to be good at but that's okay because we're going to try anyway it, it was just a, yeah. and that's what tomorrow's for yeah right, right. And that's what i told go you. again like, like we can try again tomorrow like this, i'm not telling you to stop forever we can try it tomorrow and so um we didn't get to it tuesday but today we were out there and she did it her first time through so you know <laughs> she had time to think about it, right? Plan it out more. Oh, what was I doing? We talked about it like, like, I know you're really excited to try this. And then it was, def- you could see those moments of like, where she was like focusing, but then she'd start to do it. And then she'd get excited that she was doing it. And then she'd get distracted and then she'd crack. So it was, <laughs> yes, that's okay. It was like, the time to celebrate is not that is the that's or even three quarters of the way through, or even 99% of the way through the turn. It's whenever you are done with the turn and headed back. Right? So, <laughs> but that was true. Nice. Yeah. It, it was just an interesting conversation I, that I wasn't expecting to have at that time of like, wow, like you are like, this means a lot to you. And uh, you're taking this really, really seriously. And I can see there's a lot of passion in here, especially for a five-year-old. Like this is, there's a lot of drive here in your eyes. So we need to kind of not necessarily handle it carefully, but just try and have an open conversation about that with her. And she took it just fine. I mean, she's five, so it was fine. But uh, no, I thought it was a very interesting, interesting conversation. That's pretty interesting to have it with her already. The that drive and probably a little bit of stubbornness, I imagine, knowing the rest of her character. What? <laughs> what? I know, right away. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I'm glad she got it down, though. So it's also good. Like that's one of those things too. Like, uh, you know, sometimes like failing at things is good for you. Because then you'd have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, we get so focused on like doing it that we forget about, like, like you said, like you don't have to do it the first time. That's in a lot of regards, uh, that's a very unreasonable expectation to have. But it is our expectation of ourselves and to some extent the larger society at a lot of times, like exactly perfect the first time. Like, what? What? Why? Like it's not, that's not feasible, right? You know, we t- sometimes I talk to my kids in class too, because we'll do a, we'll do notes, we'll do a thing and be like, all right, time, let's see what you can know from just that. And, you know, just like a little 
silly quiz. It's nothing like it's just for in the notes, right? It's not like an actual, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. for notes. And uh, <clears throat> you know, at the beginning of the year, they a lot of them like freak out at me. It's like, what do you mean? Uh, I was like, hey, listen, listen. Do I expect you to do this exactly perfect the first time we've ever done it? Right. No. Stop. No. It's fine. Like. <laughs> it's okay we'll get back to it later like we're gonna gonna practice more i just want to see how you got the after our first little intro into it right like it's fine it's okay don't worry calm down so they need that reassurance even when they when you get older too right and because it is okay like yes this is the first time you've done something why it's okay that you didn't like do the exact perfect thing ever. Like, it's all right. It's fine. <clears throat> and the harder the thing, the more time one should reasonably expect to take to do it. <laughs> right. But that, that gets lost as well. I think yeah. in some cultural mores, whatever, uh, like the amount of time to do something very good. Uh, if it's like really hard, it's still expected to be like, Oh, right now. Like, but, but it's really hard though. So like, wh- I, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is, this is so, kind of why, I don't know, like we try and be very careful with the kind of language that we use when praising uh, either Lillian or Noah of being very careful to use. You're really good at that. We, we, we tend to say a lot more of, man, you work really hard on that. I see you, you're working really hard uh, to to do that. Kind of praising more of the effort than the end result. Because, yeah, right? Because we don't want to set that expectation of you only tell somebody, oh, you're really good at that. Well, the next time they try and they're not good at that, right? Then all of a sudden, yeah. oh, what, what does that mean to them? Like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I think about in the classroom environment as well, right? That kind of language is is important because you need to you need to be encouraging about all aspects of what's happening, not just the final product, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, good work today. You yeah. worked well. You did a good job. You like that that kind of stuff is what <clears throat> you got to try folks on, and also. Uh, slightly to go along with that mildly tangent, uh, the word easy is illegal in my classroom <laughs> for sort of the opposite reason, hmm. right? Uh, so it's outlawed, <clears throat> it's a banned word, you cannot say it. Uh, for the opposite reason, because people do these things at different speeds, um, right? Yeah, so you go, somebody will be like, Oh man, that was easy, <clears throat> maybe for you, yeah. But if you say that a lot, and if I acknowledge that, how does that make the kid who didn't do good the first time feel? Mm-hmm. Right? Now that kid's like, oh, man, apparently this is easy, but I didn't do a good job. I had, I struggled. So now they, <clears throat> their confidence has waned uh, from that, and they feel bad about themselves, and they feel down and now they don't want to try because like well i couldn't do it so now I'm so the word easy is illegal right we say things like oh i felt good about that or i feel confident about how i handled that or like i did 
I think I did well. Like that kind of mindset is what I'm going for and not the, oh man, that was easy because it makes other people that need more time. Uh, it sort of discourages them and gets into their head and they feel bad about themselves. So uh, I know that might sound silly, but that's the, it's illegal. No, no, no I, easy allowed. <laughs> well, and, and, and it yeah. takes after a while after they figure it out right somebody will be like oh man that was easy and the, and, and the kids will call them after a while, like you can't say that quit like <laughs> and so they're like oh yeah oh my bad my bad my bad <laughs> but again what's that doing it's, it's focusing the attention away from the end result and on the work by the phrase i felt yeah i feel confident about that that's look and and that that does that builds some good habits for them as well of of recognizing hard work and where their strengths are right and and so that they have that and they can start internalizing a little bit of that versus just saying it's easy because then oh if it always comes easy to me then i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop trying and i saw that a lot with students later on where you know, math was always easy to them or biology was all or science, right. was always easy to them. And then they get in a physics class or a chem two class or an upper level ecology class. And all of a sudden it's not easy anymore. And they, yeah. Right. And all of a sudden they they start to struggle and it's like, but this has always been easy for me. I don't understand what's going wrong or what's, what's wrong with me now, what's happening. And you just start to build it. You can avoid that, right? By instead of saying, you know, I'm I'm confident about this work, you still do the work, and then you can feel yeah. confident about it at the end. Yeah, and and I think my perspective is partially because that was me a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but my like senior year, they talk about stuff like, oh man, tell us about your study skills. I was like, uh, what study skills? <laughs> like, I don't have them i listen in class i take the test and i get fairly decent grades so yeah i don't really have study skills uh so that that became a problem uh when i got to college right there was finally that i had that final moment where i was like (laughs) i have no idea what's happening right like all of a sudden the the did it outpaced my ability and i was like well yeah, I'm stuck. I have not developed any sort of habits or abilities about how to overcome this problem because I have never faced it before. <laughs> I have never been confronted with such adversity. Uh, like, you know, and even in, in high school when I took like the higher level classes, like they were still like, they weren't, you know, like super simple, but they were manageable to where I didn't really have to do a ton, you know? Yeah. And then I got to college and there's a couple of classes was like, <laughs> oh, oh no, I done a bad, like, I don't know what's happened here, but I can't uh, cope with this. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> I, it took me a long time to like learn those skills that uh, other people have more innately because they've used them longer. Right. I really struggled with like trying to find some sort of methodology that worked for me to be able to study and learn things on my own and apply them in that way that's required at that level. Like it, it was very hard to, to do that. 
because now of course you're out of an environment where you would think they would teach you that but uh you know that's the other thing right that's weird about school is like there's a lot of these innate things that we know now that that we just sort of tell the kids like study for the test mm. uh but like how <laughs> you know what I mean like Oh, yeah. How does one study? Like, what does that mean? Like, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Because not everybody does it the same. And like, <laughs> so like, that's something I think about too in class is, you know, like sixth grade, we take a lot of notes in science because we, like, there's no way around it. The information that we need to have is vast. Right. And it's very, it starts getting very detailed and we need to know like super detailed things. And so we have to learn about how to take notes because we use them later too. Like we don't take them just for the sake of taking them. We use them. We do some of them, but like, <clears throat> I I can't expect a sixth grader. Yeah, I can't just come to them and be like, all right, take notes now. Mm-hmm. Cause they've never done it before. Right. They never had to do that. It's never been really expected of them until that moment in my science class. <laughs> like they don't, they don't ever do it. It's not an elementary school skill, right? It's just yeah, not. No, it's not. No. That's not something you generally do elementary. So when they get to me in middle school times, and they're like, "All right, we're taking those today." A lot of them at the beginning of the year, are like, well, um what is that? What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And they have no idea. All the things, think about all the ways that you take notes. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. Think about the way that you, uh, uh, Aaron, you think about it. Cause Colin has a very hyper detailed methodology that yeah. he's developed over the course of eons. Uh, <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> the, we, we'll come back to Colin's methodology in a minute, but just think about that. If you have to take notes for something, how do you do it? Listeners, you can play along, right? If you are in a meeting or something where you have to write down information, how do you do it? There are many methods and ways to do this, and many people do it differently. But if you're now 12 and someone says do that, you have absolutely no starting point at all. So I have tried to be really cognizant of the fact that like, I have to like give them away, right? I have to sort of tell them how to organize their notes. I have to like, they do weird stuff. Like if we take notes, some days we take notes, we write down like three things, right? Some days we write down a bunch of stuff. But there are some kids who at the beginning of the year, they will just like every day they write on a different piece of paper. Hmm. Like what you're doing. (laughs) You're never going to be able to find these things again ever. (laughs) And I'll say like, you know, for something I'm like, okay, we're going to do some review so we can use our notes or we're going to do this project and you're going to need your notes to help you. They're going to be like, uh, it's spread out over 75 pages and I can't figure out what to do. (laughs) So we have to talk about like, how do you organize this? How do you fit it together? Leave 
lots of space around your stuff. Don't write really small and cram it on the top because you won't be able to reread it when we need it for our project. Like we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to talk about these things. It's very weird, <laughs> right? It's just a thing that I'm very cognizant of sometimes. And, you know, I try to do that because I know when they get to like seventh and eighth grade, they will have teachers that are going to go, all right, we're taking notes today. And then that's the guidance they're going to get, right? Like, that's it. <laughs> so we talk about like, we don't always, we, at the beginning of the year, it's, now it's fine, but like, we talk a lot about like, okay, this is what we're going to write down. And here's why. Because <laughs> this, this is the important thing we need to know. Right. This piece of information, right here. Right, right here. <laughs> Not this other stuff. Circle. This one. Under like, in bold, <laughs> in a red circle. Right. <laughs> uh, the slides that I have them write down are red. They're color coded. Oh, nice. Like red slide means write this down. Very good. I like that. So it's like in- encoded into the thing. And every once in a while, I'll change my mind and be like, "Nah, we'll skip this one." But you know, they're still sort of it's encoded into the color. We'd be like, "Ooh, ooh, hey, we're gonna write this down." It's usually like some sort of definition or some sort of like important like information, something like that. Like the key info is that's like, bam, write that down. Okay, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we got to start somewhere. We got to learn about how it works. Yeah. Well, even, even that of like recognizing that there are key take home points. There are pieces of information that are more important than others. Right, that starts to develop that critical thinking habit, even at this stage where you're just kind of blatantly telling them, like, okay, forget you, you can you can walk out of this classroom and not have written down a single thing, but make sure you write this down right now, because <laughs> that does come yes, because it does come in handy. Because I think one of the first things that many people try and do with note taking is transcribe. Right, I'm going to write down everything word for word to the best of my ability, and that way I it's all there, and I won't have to worry about. It. And then, like, that's really overwhelming. Yeah, that's terrible. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I've known people who... I have. tried that. I did that for a while, right? Yeah. And it, it, oh, yeah, it was a bad choice. I don't <laughs> <laughs> and then, And then you have to start, you know, and some of it is, it's tough because uh, I feel like in a classroom setting, it's a little easier because you start to get to know the instructor, right? you get to know the teacher uh, and, and some of their, their habits. If it's just a one-off, it can be a little overwhelming to be like, okay, I have no idea what this person's going to throw out there. I just have a topic title and that's it. Um, and I know that that really influenced how I took note was um, I was, by early years of college, we're still the time when several professors didn't have PowerPoint, right? So it was just legit. They're going to I'm just gonna stand there and shout things at you like Garrigan style, right? Yeah, That's what I was thinking about too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stand here and I have handwritten notes that I put together 28 years ago and um, I keep them in a nice little stack and they'll talk and talk and talk. Yeah. They'll, they'll look at the paper <laughs> and then they'll turn it and then they'll start talking again. And then, you know, after five minutes, they'll look down at their paper, kind of skim it and go, yeah, I got everything. And then they'll turn it and that's all it is. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, no. (laughs) And when you are trying to approach that, it does, like, 
you have to immediately decide or you, you have to go through that process of figuring out what kind of student am I going to be in the classroom? Do I just need to hoover everything down or as much as I in right now? Or am I able to start processing a little bit of this now? And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what some people are better at and what some people aren't. And because that's going to determine how you're able to take note and what you're able to take in. Because there is that process of going, okay, I've got to listen for a little while before I can start taking notes because I got to figure out what this person's saying. And then, yeah. And then I've got to also be actively listening to what they're currently saying so I can keep up with my updates. You know, it's, <laughs> so it's this whole system. You're right. That does, it takes time to develop and it's so personal. And I think no two people take notes the exact same way. Even if you get yeah. 20, 20 people in a room, they would all take it differently. You know, one of them, I was always in awe of the people who drew for notes, right? They, they would do, um, oh, yeah, like sketchy note things. Yeah. 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 Like sketch notes. <clears throat> I, Cause that just boggles my mind of how they're able to do that. <laughs> yes. Um, so those are impressive. Some of those are cool looking. Like <laughs> I wish I could sketch that good, that fast to make my, uh, make sense. Right. Like I, Right. Yeah. I'm not, I can't draw. I do a lot of, you know, I, <laughs> like with doodles with labels. I do that a lot. Like, Oh, Hey, look. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think one of the key things for me when going through science classes was to try and redraw the, if there's a graph or figure on the, on the PowerPoint or on the board to redraw it as best as I could and start making my own notes on it. Because as I was redrawing... Yeah, I do that sometimes for diagrams, yeah. for stuff. I'll be like, hey, we're going to draw this. I'll tell everybody, we're going to yeah. draw this diagram. And then it's, we'll come back and label it. But yeah, no, it, we're going to draw this. It'll be huge. great. Because That's really good for science, right? It's very helpful. For I, can't, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I would be taking a test. And the answer for the test would be like based off of one of those diagrams. And because I had drawn it, and studied it in my own writing and my own labels. Like it made a lot more sense and I was able to bring in a lot more information together. And cause you can simplify. I mean, there was even one where it was like, I can either write 14 paragraphs or just redraw the graph <laughs> that showed this biological response and label it and be done with this essay question, you know? Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> It's literally the point of a graph right, to distill right. information into a visual form. I know. I know. But because, it's because, almost like it's its job. Because I'm such a visual learner, I had to do that. I had to make my note visual with lots of like you know, I you know, I remember trying the the Cornell method. I don't know. You know people typically try and do that one where they break the page up into three different parts, you know, and there's like the summary at the bottom oh, yeah. of the page and then there's note section. Yeah. That one never gelled for me really. Like you put like notes on one part, like key terms on another and then like summaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. My brain doesn't function in that way. For me, that was always. It's an interesting method. It was always a like, post-processing method for me. That was a second step that if I was really struggling with something, I need to condense more information. That's what I would do. I would try and do something like that. But in the class, yeah, because I can't too- summarize on the fly, right? So like, <laughs> that was way too much for me. So yeah, I quickly, you're right. That's a good step too. Yeah, I quickly got into just a, basically an outline, 
where I would just try and summarize key terms in as few sentences or words as possible as I chunked through, leaving plenty of space between them because um, I would always go back and add. And I left plenty of space on the sides too for drawing diagrams, drawing pictures. What See, am I, it wait. took me a long time to figure out the leave a space thing. <laughs> Because for a long time, I would just cram all my notes like on one piece of paper, right? I would be like, oh, I could fit. And after a while, it sort of, it took me just a long time of being like, man, I wrote that down. Where is it? Like, (laughs) just being lost in the sea of pen, right? Like, hands in it here. To be like, aha, perhaps if I left room. Like, I, I'm an idiot, right? Because I spent years, like, cramming all this stuff in, like, my notes. Because I was just, like, so afraid of writing a paper for some reason. This was, like, a fear of mine. Some sort of, like, weird phobia. Only to every year get to the end of the class and have just, like, pages upon pages upon pages of blank paper at the end of my notebook. Yeah. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, what, I don't oh, yeah. know what I was thinking. Yeah. I Every time, every time it never failed, I have all these giant, this giant section of pages that were, were untouched. Yep. And then finally I was like, wait, wait a minute. I, <laughs> instead of using half the notebook and cramming all my stuff in there, perhaps I could spread my notes out so I could read them. Oh, that was big. That was big, right? I, I, I'm very slow sometimes. It's very. My note, my notes always started. So each class got a notebook, its own notebook, and the notes always started on the next right-hand paper. I never would start the paper on the the new notes on the back of a previous notes page. So no matter how far down I was on that page, I immediately went over and started a fresh page on the right-hand side. The main title. Oh, I didn't care about that. Went up at the top, the date at the upper right with whoever was presenting, and then like a little bit of summary of where we were before. And then I just dove right into the notes of doing an outline with graphs and diagrams. I was also a big multicolored pen person where I would have a green, blue, red, uh, black, plus a highlighter and a pencil um, and <laughs> on my desk while I was taking notes. So I could, mm. you know, each, each heading was, was a title, was it was a color. And- I was also late to the colored game, right? <laughs> I was just a black... I was a one color pin guy for forever. Yeah. Uh, it's very late in my college years where I was like, wait a minute. If I have more than one color pin, I can do things in different colors. So like the, the thing I finally, by the time I was done with college, finally, and with my teaching degree, I, <laughs> I had decided that, uh, my color cord my color system went thusly, uh, normal notes in black right uh definitions in red uh i can't remember what i did with i had blue and green too i did uh homework was written in blue because i just put that in my notes so i would have it i did something with green i can't remember what i did with green but i had a it had a purpose uh that was (laughs) it took a long time to get there. It's very, it was a struggle. Aaron, what about you? Let's hear about your note taking. 
I've seen your notebooks, so I know that that happens. Right. <laughs> well, it, 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 so mine really took like a really long time to actually develop like a, a like a legitimate system. Um, I definitely know in like Garrick in the class, you know, I would just write, draw pictures relatively, you know, that related to whatever we were talking about. So that way, if I needed to look at it real quickly, it'd be like, oh, you know, that's a pyramid. And like, oh, we're talking about the pharaohs. Okay, next thing. Um, oh, nice. It wasn't, it wasn't until like much later in college where I was actually able to have a definitive system. And the one thing that really weirdly helped me was putting dates on everything. Because I never put dates on any of the pages, and it really sucked. Because if we'd go into like, oh, you know, we're covering chapter blah 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 blah, blah uh, and that's from like this week to this week, I I was actually able to look back and go, crap, it's you know this page and this page. Now I know like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was teaching, it, and it also kind of fluctuates now with you know if I'm doing like history notes. It's a vastly different setup than um, what I do for my job. Because my job, I weirdly like shorthand. Not like shorthand, shorthand, like, but like, you know, little bitty blips of things. Um, I kind of, you know, don't write full sentences, which is weird. But I, I, I'm, I'm able to read my, my notes for what I need to do. But like if I'm taking like history notes on something... I have to do it like a certain way where, you know, title, blam, this date. And if it was like a, like a Monday, Wednesday or Friday class, you know, whatever day it was on. Um, and then like the date and then, you know, dive on into it because majority of my college career was, you know, history professors who were well into their, you know, seventies, eighties, uh, who, you know, never used technology and it would take them about you know, 10 minutes of class every morning to get set up with, you know, all oh, this projector work yesterday. Why is it not doing it now? Oh, okay, well, let me get that on for you, sir. Um, so so it, it was, I, I pretty much wrote like 99% of my college career because, you know, I didn't really have a choice because all my professors were old and and didn't know how to work anything. So I, okay. I kind of well, had to and do it. History professors become very ram- rambly, right? They're the worst yes. about just like... I I had to <laughs> pretty much like adapt to my environment, which was, you know, I, you know, did this or, you know, not survive. Like, oh, hey, what did, you know, sir, you know, I'm sorry, you know, what did we talk about here? Like, oh, why didn't you write that down? I tried, like, what do you want for me? So I, I had to adapt, um, which it, unfortunately it took me a, lo- a long time to be able to come up with a system that worked for me and that I've, I'm able to kind of use, you know, whenever I, whenever I was teaching of something like, oh, this is how I was able to do this. This is a much easier system. Hey, you know, watch me go. So I think environment is a good topic there because that does really kind of influence uh, what you have to do because different note-taking, you're right, the environment in which you are taking them also is important because like you said, it's interesting that you brought up you do it differently for different settings 
But that kind of makes sense when you start talking about environment, because not every situation requires the same touch. Right. Right. And so it's interesting that you bring that up because I hadn't actually thought about that too much until just right now. But you are right, because like some settings you need like. You know, like except for your job, just like bullets, details, you don't need sentences, you don't need structure, you just need. And that was another thing. It took me a long time to figure out. I was like, I don't have to write in sentences in my notes. <laughs> you, you know uh, one word that I immediately cut out of all of my note taking was is the word the the. the. Right, I just stopped yeah. writing yeah, them yeah. down. You don't drop articles, it. right? You, you don't need those. all articles. You don't need them when you're taking notes, <laughs> and it speeds up the hand. But yeah, it really does. But you're right, Aaron. That like different environments, you need different things. For like your job, you need like details and facts. So just give me. I just need the stuff, right? Just bang, 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 bang. Right. Whereas in a s- environment like, uh, like history class, uh, there's a lot of other factors that you're trying to add in your notes, right? You're trying to make connections and have context for some of these things. So you need it to be slightly different and perhaps different looking. I hadn't considered different, like looking note styles for different environments as well. That's very interesting. Oh, uh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, when I'm, you talk about context, um, it, yeah, it, for me, it totally does depend on, and I hadn't really thought about that either. So that was a good point, Aaron, of of my notes. Whenever I'm in an educational setting, I'm having to actively learn something um, versus if I'm trying to apply or get a story from somebody. Like whenever I call biologists, many times I'm asking for a historical perspective about a location or a lot of background information. And I'm kind of listening, my notes there are kind of listening between their words and trying to write down more like, ooh, the way they talked about that relationship with the landowner seems a little contentious. I need to make make sure I note that. Or um, sounds like something happened here in the past that didn't quite work out. I need to make sure I write that down. And not really a lot of the technical aspects or things that are being laid out. Um, So your purpose. Right, for what you're writing notes for is going to kind of again dictate what they're going to look like uh, when you're when you're done with them. That's all. Nice. <laughs> We've solved it. Anyway, uh, yeah, note taking is hard. <laughs> and, uh, Accidental weird topic tangent for today. Note taking. <laughs> Fine. It's uh, that's the oh, whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Speaking of weird tangents, I have a bit of, I have a question for you. Okay. Both of you. Okay. That has arisen from my classroom this week. Okay. I'm going to set the stage for you. Uh, our school participates in a snack program where a local uh, group brings snacks uh, for all the children of the school to have at the end of the day. Right. It's for like, it's mostly designed for kids that don't uh, are not able to eat when they go home for financial reasons and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a, a good enough snack that they can 
take it home or eat it at school and it's kind of you know sustains you right it's kind of what the point of it is <clears throat> it's pretty cool uh anyway the, the the i say that to say it's designed to be healthy stuff right it's like lots of fruits and um healthier snacky options like cold you know like vegetable crackers and all that kind of stuff anyway we had raisins in our snack yesterday all right so uh we were reading some of the ingredients for the other stuff because we're talking about that and we 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 were a bit stumped by the ingredients for raisins have you ever looked at the ingredients on a box of raisins no Nope. Uh, so, do you know what it says? It just says raisins. That's it. So this box contains raisins, right? It says it says ingredients, and then it says raisins. Okay. <laughs> and we got to thinking about that, and we feel that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. And I want your thoughts on this. <laughs> this has caused quite a stir uh, in my classroom. We don't. Feel- <laughs> Are you thinking that they should say dried grapes? I think yes. I think it should say grape because that's what a raisin is—is is a grape. I think it needs to say dried grape, but could say uh, that too. Yeah, but it, I think it should say grape because a raisin is not like a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like a naturally incurring ingredient. Like if you don't go buy a box like a of pizza and the ingredients don't say pizza. That's the end product. The raisin is the end product. Right? Not the starting product, not the ingredient you had to start with. So right. is it a grape? Is it a raisin? I made a Schrodinger's raisin or Schrodinger's grape joke in class, and some of the kids actually knew what I was talking about. It was really funny. Uh, I was like, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yes, I thought so. Uh, I want your input on the great raisin controversy. <laughs> well, see. the great. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, we kind of feel like it's a misleading because it's a what it's made out of. I mean, my only thought <laughs> what is, do you think? <laughs> my only thought is, um, it, <laughs> is this, is, chick, is chicken of the sea, is this chicken or is this tuna, right? If you put, um, to Jessica, Jessica Simpson, <laughs> um, if you put, yes, very grapes, old, very old reference. Oh, <laughs> if you put grape on the box, I want you to think yeah. about just how confused the general American public would be if it said grape. Are you telling me that the average American person is unaware that a raisin is made from a grape? I I am indeed. I would go out on a limb here that (laughs) that there is a I'm not going to say a majority of people, but there are are probably a depressingly large amount of people 
who would who don't know <laughs> where raisins come from. I, I just, you know, it just how, beautiful. It's just how my, I my smell a new ad stuff. campaign. Raisin companies, uh huh. Well, we need to, right? It's an education campaign through where, where these go. I mean, I mean, I guess the Californians were trying to tell us all along when they were saying, "I heard it through the grapevine," right? They they, they were trying to educate everybody. They need to bring back that so you that know. we know. We know where it comes. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the great uh, grape or raisin debate? That, that is that has been something that I have never thought about. Yeah. That have has never even come close to having like just like a blip in my mind. So I, I am. <laughs> I always thought raisins were gross, so I've never gone out of my way to look. <laughs> so, it, the raisin is just a, a, an anomaly to me in the first place. So I, I have no say because I've just never like. Oh, I, I missed my having a raisin today. So it's it, it's just never gassed me. So, well, well, I I wonder. If part of this conundrum comes from the fact that the raisin, off the top of my head, the raisin is the only dried fruit that gets a name change. Right, because the rest of them are just dried right? banana. or Yeah, like dried, dried apricot, dried apple, dried banana, dried dates, right? Whatever, like, for some reason, the grape to raisin is the only one that warrants a name change. I wonder what that I don't know why dried grape isn't a thing. Uh, that's interesting. I, I'm going to have to look into that. We're going to have to ask that question. Mountains of creators. We need to figure out where that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird because, like, if if you see like a, you know, because I was thinking like a dried apricot thing is not going to say like whatever. It's going to say apricots or dried like fruit cinnamon. Okay, hold on. Yeah. I guess the Crazy prune also the so prune also so undergoes a name change, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so a dried second plum. one. Sultana, yeah. a dried white grape. Oh, I um, didn't know that had its own name. A a nut, a dry fruit that grows inside a hard shell on some types of trees and bush. Many kinds of nuts can be eaten. Peppercorn, a small yeah. dried fruit. I also think it's weird that, that they say things like California seedless raisin. Like, yeah, yes, because it was a seedless grape. grape. Like, why? You're not going out on a bush and picking a raisin, right? That's what it makes it sound like. There's like a raisin tree where you're just going out and they call this fruit. Right. It's, well, not, it's not how this works. Oh, it's very confusing. Wait a minute. It's very weird. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I am. I have. I have, I'm having a panic attack here. Um, oh, <laughs> because here's the thing, though. There are quote raisin farmers. And what you what? think about that for a minute? How do you have called, a raisin farmer? They're called raisin farmers. <laughs> what? Kel- Kellogg's. How does one farm a raisin? I don't know, but Kellogg's.com has a get to know a raisin farmer. 
<laughs> it puts just, the I raisins just, in your raisin brand. Is that what's I happening guess, right now? Yes, it is. I I just I just <laughs> this flash of like when you said you don't grow a raisin, I, my brain went. Surely they don't call themselves raisin farmers. They have just be called grape farmers, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh no! Why? And now you know why there's confusion, Brandon. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't understand. And why it says This is so weird. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't understand. But it's it's not just that I, I was I was curious about this. So I looked at uh I thought it might just I was wondering if it was just like the raisins that we had. Yeah. Uh but I went online and did a quick search of uh raisins and I looked at their labels. <laughs> from images and they all say that Mm. they all say just raisins now this is this is interesting um man this is this is very interesting because i was looking i was wondering what the etymology of did you look did you look up this i was getting ready to but since you've already found it oh apparently it's what's called a, a loan word so where they take something and they kind of reuse what it is from old French. Yeah. Uh, raison. Okay. Raison means grape in French, and a dried grape is a raison thick. And so, oh. it sounds like ah. they just kind of right like in French in France. If you said a raisin, they you would be saying grape. And so it does they mean just grape. took a different oh. Oh. word for grape and applied it. To, <laughs> to the the dried grape, so we're just saying grape for raisin, which is kind of weird because raisin means grape okay. when it's a raisin thick, uh, which is the actual raisin that we would think of because it's dried. This is very this is weird, <laughs> but they dropped off. They dropped off. So the sec means dried instead. So yeah. they dropped that off. Yeah, they dropped that off. And okay. just applied it to the actual. Okay. Well, that explains why it undergoes the name change from there. It's weird it they is. did that. It's a very odd thing to borrow from, but okay. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So Man. All right. Well, that explains that. That's that's still weird, though. Uh <laughs> That also explains, I guess, how you could have a raisin farmer if you're speaking French, French. and you mean grape. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think the modern French word for grape is that. Is it? So. No, because it's, it's from definitely old French. And they, they, in a loan word, French. is when you take a word. And you don't translate it. You don't try and translate it. You just reuse it. Yeah, you just keep it similar. Or you just keep it, yeah, I mean the same word over again. That's really bizarre. Yes, I agree. Huh. Very fast. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Modern French. Is uh yeah still that's why I just looked up Le raison is grape uh-huh. ah okay so we found another layer 
to this puzzle. Uh, you can have a you can be a raisin farmer, but only in France, not in California. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so your raisin rights are revoked. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> insert champagne meme here right like it's only called a raisin if it's grown in this region of France (laughs) anywhere else it's a dried grape (laughs) there we go so by that logic though by that logic though the ingredients label should say grape because the word means grape does Grape so that's what it should say. Because yep, it's a grape. It's just a dry yes. grape. Grape. It's grape. Yeah. So the so the label should say grapes. I feel like this was because that's what it contains from Inception uh, that they decided. I feel like they started writing this dialogue and they're like, you know what? Actually, uh, let's focus more on the dreams. <laughs> no, this is important stuff right here. This is the question <laughs> we all really want to know the answer to. <laughs> you know, what we This is a public service that we provide. That's true. Listeners, tell us, first of all, if you've ever even thought about this. Second of all, uh, hello, French listeners. I'm sorry that we butchered your language again. Uh, <laughs> thirdly, we want to know what you think. Should they change it, the ingredients, to say grapes? We want to know what you think. Do you think it should stay the same? Do you think they should change it? Or do you not care at all? That's what we want to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably... Who knows this may spark the international debate. The... That old, you know, make a new That's change true. for 2021. Next year, they're going to announce the label change, and we're here for it. Mm-hmm. We're pioneering this movement for accuracy in in ingredient lists. That's a big thing, right? Right now, especially, accurate ingredient lists are important. Uh, we need to know where our food comes from and what's in there. Uh, so, <clears throat> here we go. We're adding to the list. Uh, it should say grapes. Boom. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I got your opinions on this. This is very important. Uh, Have discussion. These international uh, in, these, these, uh, topics of international intrigue and lay them yes. rest. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> also, we want to know if. Uh, how many listeners are out there that are like Aaron that are like, get your raisins away from me. I don't even care. Stop it. I is don't it want to think about that. It's haste, Aaron. It's a, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like it's just, it's just something that like I see in a gas station or something. And if I'm like hungry, I'm like, Oh man, you know what I really want? Raisins. No, it's, I, I will find anything that's else. That's fair. To go to go get, I, I had raisins in like elementary school as like one of those little tiny like little snack things, and that was enough uh, <laughs> for me to have. So uh, I don't, I don't know really. It's just kind of something that it just never like interested me. It just it nothing 
screamed out at me. It's like, oh, you don't you need to raise it. Like, oh, you're right. I do need to raise it. it none of that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know what you need? Raise it. Like, no. It was this or, you know, what it, 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 I don't know. It was just something that was like, oh, yeah, I never, never liked the taste. I never liked mm-hmm. the texture. Like, oh, you can, you know, try to sell me on that it's a grave all you want. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's it's not a grave. It is, you know, a reincarnated, you know, small potato. I don't care. It's just, <laughs> it's just something that never really, like, jumped out at me to have. So That's fair. I will agree that <clears throat> raisins uh, have real strong, like, elementary school vibes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have a really a little, strong little, uh, little small little small boxes. Bread yeah. Boxes. Yeah. Like we got for snack time. Nope. Don't want it. Don't want to hear from it. Don't yeah. care. It was did it bother you that they were always just stuck to the box? Yes. Okay. Some of them had like <laughs> you couldn't get them out. It's like, come like, on. I guess it was like the stem that was still kind of like attached to it, sort of. Um like uh, that like you know that getting like caught in my mouth i just did so <laughs> i i never ever enjoyed it never wanted to enjoy it never want to enjoy them again uh, i'm fine with never having a grape or uh, having a sort of um thing ever again I am that's right dried grape that's right is. so follow-up question uh is that the only dried fruit that you don't oh, like, no. or do you not like any dried uh, fruits at all? Oh no, I like dried uh, fried uh, fried crap. fried um, dry, <laughs> dried bananas. Those okay. are bomb. Um, True. I used to. I, I could snack on those like all the time and be fine. True. Just, they have a much crispier like, quality, though. So that's kind of yeah. a different thing. Maybe, and even like why. some of like the seasoned stuff or seasoned stuff, like that stuff, to me is like, oh, that's actually oh, okay. I can I can get behind this. Um. Yeah, dried apples also pretty good. I like those. Okay. Um. What else? What else? What else? Those are kind of the only two that I will. I I I. I the past few times we've gone to the grocery store, I have gone and picked up some sort of bag because that, that's also what I use for like a little snack. Because there, there's days where I'm here at work, um, and I'm literally here like in my house. Like the yeah. entire time, and so like I, I don't leave, and so I'm like you know I kind of want you know something healthy to oh, snack on. Snackerino, yeah, good. So like I'll I'll do that. I think I still have some dried bananas in there also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- those are the only kind of real two that I'll be like, oh yeah. Like even like people having like little party things, like I don't care. Those, those still taste good to me. Okay, do you? Uh... Pick out the raisins in trail mix. It's like raisins, peanuts, M and M's, all that stuff. It has been so long since I even had trail mix that I can't give you an answer. Ah, okay, that, so you just another, avoid it another, because there's raisins in it. <laughs> that's an, now when I was younger, absolutely. Like going on those little hikes with you know you all and dad to like mm. um, you know so like those places. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, I don't know really. Like the the I I think if I'm going to like a, 
a gas station or something to get some sort of snack. Or, you know, especially at, like, base play when I used to coach, it would always just be, like, a bag of, you know, seeds. Um, never be, oh. you know, trail mix or any of that stuff. But I, yeah, I, it's just been so long since I've gotten trail mix. I can't tell you like what I or how I would eat it now because it's just endless possibilities. Because I can be like, this is gross. I never want this again. <laughs> um, so that that's just that's just kind of me, really. There we go. So follow up question, more tangential relations. <clears throat> when you, I haven't done this in a long time. Because I haven't gone anywhere in like a year, right? Uh, but <laughs> brought up the 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 gas station snack. So, if you are on the road, nice. I want to know what is the go to gas station snack that you try to go for. Do you? Because like it's hard sometimes because like they're, you know, uh. Some of them are wildly different, and but like nowadays, there's like a lot of the similar things in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is if you were having to sustain yourself on a small snack arena from a gas station? What? What is that? What does? What does that look like? Well, I want Colin's answer too after this, but I want, I want oh, Aaron's first. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if if we're talking about like straight up food wise, you know, it's got to be something for quick trip. Um, yeah. Hashtag not sponsored yet. Yeah, hashtag that, that is that is purely a you know thing that I have learned from Oklahoma Oklahomians. If I'm going somewhere, um, it's got to be some form of quick trip, just because like they they just have all those different possibilities of you know if I want food now like. Especially like when we recently just went up to Missouri last weekend, um, we stopped at a gas station and it's mostly just like a healthy little like coffee drink and like some gum and maybe a bag of seeds. And that could, you know, but now when I first started college, it was literally like Mountain Dew. Are you mean you mean sunflower uh, Doritos? Aaron, yes, yeah. You don't like seeds? They're sunflower seeds. No, I'm not really into that. To... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cardinal. Um, He's actually a crow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's just. Um, yeah, just get a little thing of uh, ranch flavored sunflower seeds. Pop them in there, and you're good to go. Oh, unsurprising. Um, yeah. Um, there we go. But yeah, like the Starbucks cut has these little like French vanilla drinks or some sort of energy stuff um, that we get or that I get. And, gas station. you know, if I'm going on like a gas long station. road trip, you know, yeah, no, that, yeah, gas stations have those little like Starbucks, oh. like glass bottles. Yeah. Oh, the Frappuccinos. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Sorry. Those. Um, All right. I can go. I was like, what, you, what gas stations you go to, man? What is this? Yeah, trip, man. I'm telling you, uh, they got everything. Um, you don't yeah, have that go, here in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, just just go there and you know pick up whatever um, those little like uh, oh, what are they called? Fiddle. Um, they're like the little flavored like buffalo sticks. Oh, oh, oh. those are awesome. Um, 
So those were definitely a must. But yeah, like when I was in college, going somewhere with my my best friend, it was literally Mountain Dew, Doritos, uh, you know, bags, you know, mountains of M and M's, things like that, uh, which we, uh, which which we would go through pretty pretty consistently. Um, but yeah, n- nowadays, since I, you know, actually have to take care of my body, um, it's, you know, lighter things. If, if I have a giant thing of water bottle, or a giant water bottle, um, you know, two miles down the road, I'll probably need to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. uh, you know, little, you little sit here out, and there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, other than that, I mean, it's kind of really bad. Uh, all right. Colin, do you have a, do you do this actually still or no? First of all, do you get snacks from a gas station ever? Uh, yeah, every now and then we will. Okay, we're running in, and uh, mine is a uh, a naked juice and a Snickers. Aha! Uh-huh. Naked juice right. machine. There we go. Like. Snickers. Nice. Megan's Here is typically like a Dr Pepper and a Slim Jim, and I'm like, <laughs> there you like, go, weeping in the corner. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sort of like, I'm surprised and also impressed that that's her go-to. Like, I like it. I like it. I'm proud of this. I I, I can get behind that. Here we go. Like, what, what are you doing? Because I I find I find Slim Jim's like in like it's just <laughs> so revolting. He's like, yay! It's one of those comfort things, right? If you had it, it's it, one of those deals. Like, if you had one when you were a kid, it's just like. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, and but I, like, if you've never had one before, it's not something that you probably want to have in your life, right? Right. Well, <laughs> I I can't help but think the dip into a slim jam without. <laughs> yeah, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah, right. Like the that is, that is my <laughs> perceptions of a slim jam. So <laughs> I mean, it's still correct. Oh, they're still the same color, so it's fine. It's not wrong. That's true. Interesting. Yeah, I used to. You? So, like, I used to just like straight up. So, I, I haven't done this in a long time. And I do, we could probably put this on the list of things to talk about the uh, change in the gas station in our lives because it has become a very different experience from when I was a child. <laughs> right. So, we're going to have to add gas station nostalgia to our list uh, right by the mall. That would go together nicely. Um, we can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I try to. Like when I was a kid and actually do this. So like if you go on like long road trips and you like stop and get snacks or whatever, I try to like get things from slightly different like family. So you like I, I do sometimes want like a candy bar. It's usually like a Snickers or something. And some kind of like cracker or perhaps chips. And sometimes a, some sort of like beef jerky. Right? Like kind of a encompassing <laughs> like those families there yeah. try to get something like that and usually a soda when i was a kid definitely coke like all the time uh sometimes now it's different things but <laughs> like yeah try to get like mixed up like i want something like sweet and then i need something that's crunchy in my life like i have to have yeah. that <laughs> right so i don't know if it's like checks or like some crackers or something that's like really crunchy. I like to have that. <laughs> so that's what I used to get because 
again, gas stations used to be a simpler affair. Uh, and so <laughs> now I, I, I will, I will say, um, but I, sometimes also Eminem's though, it's strong. That's a strong urge sometimes like Aaron. There's um there's a gas station on highway 75. It's not, it's not a traditional gas station in any sense of the word. Um, now it's not like, oh, what's I mean, big do they gas sell gas? Station? Like, Bucky's. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not like Bucky's where they have like you know it's a mall that has a gas station on it or something. Um, oh man, there's, there's a place yeah. called there's a place called Mondays on Highway 75 heading north to Bartlesville, and <laughs> that that place would like have these mean like uh, cheese tater tots and like cheese sticks, <laughs> and it, it, it's like it's like a good old like trucker gas station like through and through kind of thing and it, it, it was just like you know gas station-y stuff nothing ever healthy like here's a monster here's uh, you know uh, here's uh, what, what's the other big thing like jalapeno um, bites that they have that they would cook fresh oh, um, yeah, yeah, a lot fresh of, a in lot air of, quotes, right? Like uh, a, a lot of a lot of the stuff during during my time when I was you know alone, um, <laughs> didn't didn't have anyone, didn't really have time to cook. Um, it would be like there because it would be you know I'd go to you know go to school, run down to practice or a game, and then drive home, and you know either got the uh, the Cherokee Casino that had really good burgers or Monday's gas station. So. Um, you got you got to take your pick of what you of what you wanted, and uh, that was usually mine. So, say yeah. Uh, just uh, again, I think uh, when we do revisit gas stations later, we need to explain the American truck stop gas station to our international listeners because yeah. oh, oh boy, let me tell you, that's a zoo. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, ever since I was young, I have been very put off by gas station food. There's a very strong stigma attached to that for me. And so I'm like, <laughs> maybe like, oh yeah, I stop and get like actual food at a gas station. My brain goes, <laughs> oh no, don't do that. <laughs> I have a very like negative association with that for whatever reason. I don't think I ever had a particularly negative experience with it, but for some reason, I don't know if it was with my friends or something, but I have a very negative connotation associated with food from a gas station. <laughs> like, Agreed. <laughs> so <clears throat> inaccurate as that may be, especially now in the time of the modern gas station where there's like, it's like a grocery store in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, it's different, but like from when I was a kid, like you want this gas station sandwich? No, no, you don't. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, gas station burritos were always frowned upon. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> or those hot dogs that have been in that roller for a very suspiciously long amount of time. Yes. Never, <laughs> yeah. Get gas sushi also crowned upon. No. <laughs> never, never get gas sushi. That's um, just a good I learned plan. that the hard way. Oh gosh, really? <laughs> I was oh no. Hungry. We're oh, on a road trip. Everyone's like, "Dude, it's sushi." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's gas station sushi." Like, you're giving me that bad. And yeah, I was sick. Pretty much Turns. from like Oklahoma City to uh, to like Missouri. <laughs> Turns out it was. 
Yeah, it turns out it was. Um, oh. But it, it, it's also kind of like a like a very unique culture behind gas stations. Um, I know, I, especially coming home from football games when I was coaching, you know, that would be like the highlight of the trip, even though we got, you know, the snot kicked out of us, you know, 70 to nothing. Like, oh, you know, coach, we're going to stop at the gas station. Yeah, we're going to stop. And, and, and weirdly enough, you know, a lot of the kids that I coached in my area, that was their only like real source of food for the night. And so, uh, yeah, especially in rural like, areas, like where else are you going to yeah, get absolutely. stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's, but... yeah. And so, like, you know, seeing the excitements on kids, like when we pull up to a quick trip, you know, me, you know, not, you know, coming from a state that doesn't have quick trips, really. Um, or knew how much, like, how big they were down here. I was like, how, why are these, why, why, that's gross. Like, why are these kids excited? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Because it's a quick trip and there's nothing else to do in this town. So yes. I got you. There we go. So <laughs> little things like that, I always, you know, enjoyed or thought that it was, it was just a unique experience with those kids. Like, coach, we're going to stop at a gas station. I'm like, you're gross. Get away from me. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, and then just just seeing the, the amounts of food that some of these places had, like whoa, that's I didn't know gas stations had all that. And then checking up with uh, with Bucky's, is it called Bucky's yep. down in Texas? I have Colin, no, Texas it expert. It is. Yeah, it has, it has um, like a cult like <clears throat> following. Yeah. So if you want to do shopping plus get groceries plus get gas, Bucky's. As weird as that sounds. I mean, it's, it's again very different from our childhood, and we will probably need to revisit this in greater detail later. Uh, but mm. <clears throat> all right, there we go. Uh, last topic of the night before we sign off because this is getting really late. I want to hear about the Cherry Blossom Festival. Aaron, report. Oh yeah. Um. So it was actually. Um. Well, what's the word for it? So <laughs> okay. the event that we. So the event that we did. Um, it was a strong for start. The Laura Ingalls Wilder, um, not memorial, um, foundation. Where so our little event, they had a, copious amounts of different things that you could have signed up for. Um, they had like a uh, Wilson's Creek Battlefield Expo. Um, they had the great grandchildren of Robert E. Lee and uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Um, that that showed up and, and talked about you know their you know ancestors and during their time of civil war. That's crazy. Ours was um, you you donated it was twenty five dollars per per ticket for breakfast, um, and you got to sit and all that money went to the Laura Ingalls Wilder Foundation, in which they're working on like restoring um, the Laura the Wilder home there oh, okay. in. Mansfield. So yeah. we 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 did that, and then our speaker, um, Allison Angles, Allison. That doesn't sound right. Um, she she played a character on the TV show in the 1970s, and she she wrote a book. And I was expecting kind of like, oh, no, I'd be here in Marshfield, Missouri. Like this, this lady was popping. She was just vibrant. She like answered like every single question. She it, it was something that I was one hundred percent not expecting. Um, 
<clears throat> and, you know, she talked about the TV show. She talked about her book. She talked about her, her experience as a child um, act, actress growing up, like, in the 1970s. And, like, her her character in the show, um, Nellie Olsen, uh, she, like, is, like, a total, you know, not nice lady. She's a, you know, she, she's kind of, like, the antagonist throughout the whole series. Um, until kind of the, the latter end where it's like, oh, you know, I, I was just lonely and needed a friend the whole time. But like the, the lady that played her, that's not like her, like, that's not her personality. She is like a really sweetheart lady. She's just very kind. And she wrote a book on kind of what you can kind of consider like the Joffrey effect of like, you know, the kid that played, um, Joffrey. <laughs> Nice. Um, in Game of Thrones, he's like, yeah. he's like the nicest kid in the world, but everyone thinks he's like a huge like d bag. Like, no, I'm just—it's a character. Please, I, I promise, I'm nice. You're like um, Tom Felton from Harry Potter, right? The guy that plays yeah. Draco. Yeah, right? like he's yeah. It's, it's, so it's 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 this whole like, but she she showed up like we had breakfast. She talked for like an hour, and then uh, we went over to the uh, 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 one of the centers there in Marshfield. And she, we, um, Shelby got a picture with her. She signed, we, we bought her book. Um, she signed it. We, you know, we asked some questions. Um, a lot busier than I expected. There was the, there's one kid that was from, um, the Christmas story. It was the kid that like got his tongue stuck to the pole. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he <laughs> was there. Funny. He's like the comedian. Um, there's a bunch of like other people. The, the, the festival itself. Um, as cold and miserable as it was, um, you know, we we were there and they were still kind of like setting up. And so we we actually didn't do the whole festival the entire time. We we kind of just went there for Friday, hung around for a little bit, went to all those signing events and everything. And then we pretty much just spent the rest of the time like in Springfield um, at dad's house. Um, so. We didn't, you know, participate a lot, a lot, um, because it was cold and we didn't really That's true. It wasn't a spectacular um, weekend. <laughs> yes, but as far as, like, the stuff that, that Shelby wanted to do, she got a kick out of it because she, it, it was just something for her because she's a huge, you know, Laura Ingalls Wilder fan. Um, some people use the term fangirl, which she 100% is. Um, she She loves... This, the books she loved the TV series, um, and so we're we're trying to you know get uh, something going to go to the Wilder House up in Minnesota. That sounds about right. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's and so like that. It's you know I, I don't want to say it's like a pilgrimage thing, but it's kind of a pilgrimage thing. <laughs> but um, it's a pilgrimage thing. To so she's definitely got to have a she, bonnet for that one. Yes, um, which she has. But yes, uh, but yeah, that that's just something that she you know just loves to do, and uh, <laughs> so, something that she was really excited for. And I, I was just excited because I had no idea what I was expecting, and it was because I was again, I was like, oh, this is, I was, you know, a famous actress in the seventies. None of you know who I am, but there was like over a hundred people that showed up, and like. It wasn't as awkward as I thought it was going to be, <laughs> and the 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 actress who who played this person Always was good. You know, very yeah was was very like you know accommodating. She answered all the questions. 
And there's apparently a few other people from the TV show, but we were only there's here. Um, it, it was it was just it was just fun. It was something I was never expecting to do um, with anything. So I, I had a blast as well. And I know Shelby 100 percent had had a had a ball. So well, good. Um, well, good. I'm glad pictures. it was successful. <laughs> yes, and then we spent most of the rest of the weekend like shopping and hanging around, hanging out with Dad. Shelby drove the tractor. Um, <laughs> There's a, there's a picture I'll find. Um, Colin, I sent you a Snapchat, and you haven't opened my Snapchats in like two weeks, you jerk. But um, huh? what? Yeah. Wow, what called out. <laughs> yeah, dude. what you didn't do. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah. So oh. like, Dang. she she That's was so dad did dad did typical like. Oh, you know, I gotta go mow the lawn, and like, you guys want to help? And Shelby's like, sure. And dad's like, oh. Oh, I jump on the tractor. She's like, "What?" And so Dad <laughs> and then pulled the tractor. Aaron out. got PTSD for mowing the lawn wrong all those times, right? So, <laughs> uh, so it was. So yeah, so Dad, you know, Dad put it in, you know, low gear and let Shelby go around the 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 yard. She she had a blast, and it, it was something else. Like she, she's driving a tractor. Oh my gosh! Okay, that was really fun. So she <laughs> she had funny. fun. I had fun. I spent way too much money shopping, so it's not really. It happens. You know, it's fine. It didn't come out exactly even, but it, it was it was a fun weekend just to get away and and do do something that I would never in a thousand years expect that I would do. Well, good. Glad it was successful. Uh, did were there in fact cherry blossoms? Uh, fake ones. Good. <laughs> what? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So we were in the like the town like. Uh, not town center. That is definitely not what it's called. Um, the like every town sort of has one where it's like people come to like hang out for Civic Center. That sound right? I have. Um, they had like pictures and they had like fake ones um, posted, but the, yeah, there there was no blossoming anywhere to be found. Did they? I wonder if they got got during that big freeze a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It was all like nice uh, and hot, and then that day that it snowed and was for and like froze overnight for two days. That might have done in the yeah. cherry blossoms this year. Yeah, so we we went we went to the, the town square, um, galifanted around there, and then we went to the civic center place, walked around there for a little bit, autographed pictures taken, and then we drove to Springfield, went to the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, drove around downtown Springfield um, for a good chunk of it, and then that that was all, that all Friday or it was Saturday. And then like yeah, Saturday and Sunday we pretty much just hung out. Oh yeah, Saturday we we just spent time just hanging out. We did some shopping, um, and then we went and left Saturday morning. So or Sunday morning, that's what it was. Uh, who's finally responding to my Snapchat? <laughs> you ruined my streak, Colin. What? I don't know what uh, about. Uh, oh, dear. I also had no idea how important this is. Too, so. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to start now since I haven't done it for this long. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Well, uh, we have wandered uh, <laughs> to and fro uh, as usual. Uh, I appreciate as we do. <laughs> I hope I hope the uh, we've. But as Gandalf says, not all that wander are lost. Are lost. No, no. With, with, there's a thread there uh, for sure for some to find, uh, though we may never know. And uh, with that, uh, it's on, true. On that terrible disappointment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.